Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. The Dodgers have signed Chris Owings. We're going to break that down. And the Dodgers have arrived at Camelback Ranch in Arizona. It's time for Dodger baseball. How many times this team rips my heart out? I'll never stop loving the Los Angeles Dodgers. Think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. That's coming up next here on Dodgers Dugout. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Doug McCain here, credential member of Dodgers Media. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Now, if you haven't yet, do me a huge favor and subscribe to the number one Dodgers YouTube channel in the game. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And if you really want to support the channel, smash that like button. We are announcing our next giveaway this week. And if you want to be eligible, all you have to do is make sure you are subscribed to the channel and you comment done down below. Also, I want to hear all your takes down below in the comment section. Today's Dodgers Nation question of the day. Should they trade for Devin Williams? And is the signing of Chris Owings something, nothing, or everything? Let me know down below in the comments section. And for all latest Dodgers news, head over to DodgersNation.com. It's time for Dodgers spring training. To me, baseball has officially begun. And I know for a lot of you, it's the first spring training game or it's opening day. For me, it's when pitchers and catchers report. Baseball is in the air and your Los Angeles Dodgers have reported to Camelback Ranch down in Arizona. Pitchers were there yesterday. The new additions, Tyler Glass now and Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Then today, Shohei Otani reported to camp. His locker is right next to Yoshinobu Yamamoto and the Dodgers are ready to get things going. But this team is not done yet. If they haven't proven to you that they're all in, well, just today they made another signing, signing Chris Owings. Now, Chris Owings, of course, I'm only kidding, is someone that's had a lot of experience in this league. The warrior mentality, the perseverance, the resilience to continue to pursue his big league dreams never dies. And he's already down in spring training. He's already getting things going. And he's just 32 years old. But he's appeared in each of the past 11 seasons at the big league level. And it was first reported by Fabian Ardai of The Athletic that the Dodgers had signed him and extended a invitation to big league spring training. So he's going to get some opportunities during spring training. And the thing about him that makes him valuable is he's versatile. During his big league career, he's played every single position, save for catcher and first base. So think of him maybe as the minor league version of Chris Taylor this season. And if you look at his numbers, 2,489 big league plate appearances. He slashed 239, 286, 364. He had 15 home runs in his career. Last year with the Pirates, he appeared in 11 games. He went 4 for 25. All four of those hits came as singles, had 12 strikeouts and no walks. 
And like I said, he's not someone that's going to wow you with his ability at the plate, but he does have that positional versatility that this organization covets. And if you look at where he could fit in possibly, well, it's going to be as a depth piece at the minor league level because you got Mookie Betts as your everyday second baseman. You got Gavin Lux returning from injury to be your everyday shortstop. Max Munch is at third. Freddie Freeman's at first. And of course, Miguel Rojas is a top four defensive shortstop as your depth piece. They can also play third. You can use him as a defensive substitution late. You can also play shortstop if Gavin Lux can't get it done or he struggles or he just, just needs a day off. You can plug Miguel Rojas in any position down in the infield and he can get it done. It really just speaks to the depth of this organization. Have Miguel Rojas, a gold glove caliber shortstop as a depth piece coming off of the bench. Now, as far as behind that, you got Miguel Vargas. Miguel Vargas is someone who was the opening day second baseman. He had a minus seven outs above average. So defensively, he wasn't even league average. So he did struggle with the glove as well as at the plate with the bat. But he's still on the 40-man roster. He's still young. The organization still believes that he can grow into being a contributor. And he's someone that he's, they're going to want to give significant at-bats to at the minor league level. And if you're asking me if this is something, nothing, or everything, I think it's definitely closer to nothing than something. You can post the sleeping emoji if you want. But still, it's a move that an organization like the Dodgers makes because it provides depth. He does give you that positional versatility. If you need him as a depth piece, if someone goes down, he's someone that can get it done with the glove. And he has had some moments at the plate. I mean, he's someone that has proven that he can at least be competent for certain stretches at the big league level. It's not like he's been a nothing burger for his entire career. What I find really interesting is eight years and 57 days of service time. So could he get to the 10 years and become fully vested. Wouldn't that be really cool for him to be able to do? But you also look at the fact that he's played in 140 games of the past five seasons combined. So the likelihood of that isn't very high. But still, like I said, Chris Owings, he's your newest Dodger. He's out at spring training. And I think you can file this signing under the sneaky signings that we've seen the last couple of years. The Jake Lambs, the Kevin Pillars, the Colin Wongs. Guys that don't necessarily have a clear-cut path to the big league level, but they're guys that if the opportunity presents itself, they can provide some quality depth, and they're not complete unknowns at this level. You've had stretches, some more than others, but they're not complete unknowns. And he has shown the ability to have success at the minor league level. Last season with the Pirates AAA affiliate, he slashed 241, 349, 449, hit 15 home runs and 371 plate appearances. And as Dodgers fans, you might be familiar with Chris Owings because he's played most of his big league career in the National League West. He was with the Arizona the Diamondbacks from 2013 to 2018. Then from 2020 to 2021, he was with the Colorado Rockies. He's also has had some success against the Dodgers, particularly Clayton Kershaw in 37 plate appearances against Kersh. He's slashing 300, 324, 500. So he's had some success against Kersh. We're going to talk about him in a second here. So I like this signing. I'm not going to go crazy about it, but it's definitely something you need to know because that's what this channel is all about. All things Dodger baseball. And while you have plenty of new Dodgers there at Camelback Ranch, there's also some Dodgers that have been there for a long, long time. And in this case, is Clayton Kershaw, who's entering his 17th season with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And while we still await the specific details on his contract, he did speak to reporters today. Fabian Ardaya tweet out, Clayton Kershaw said the decision to keep pitching came 
came, quote, not as quick as I thought, took plenty of conversations with his wife, Ellen, for a couple of weeks, didn't want to go out that way, Kershaw said. I think that was ultimately how I came to it. So as we suspected, Kersh did not want to go out that way. He didn't want to have his career end where he's getting rocked by the Diamondbacks and having his worst career start. I mean, someone who was able to record just one out and was charged for six runs, faced eight batters, and he didn't have any success at all. He wasn't anywhere near 100% out there on the mound. He would go on to have surgery after the season. So that's why I felt like he was going to come back. I mean, if the Dodgers had won the World Series last season, I think he would have for sure would have retired, right? But he wants 3,000 strikeouts. He wants to win another World Series, and I think that he's going to give it everything he has to get back out there on the mound and help this team win games. Now, Fabian also tweeted, Clayton Kershaw didn't have a firm timeline on his return from shoulder surgery to repair the capsule and glenohumeral ligaments, but said he is targeting July-ish and August-ish. So July, August, I mean, before you blink, it's going to be post-All-Star break, and we're going to be thinking about Clayton Kershaw returning. I think the biggest key is how will he handle the rehab process going through his first major rehab of his career. This is not someone who's dealt with a slew of arm injuries, so this is uncharted waters for him. Now, as far as a work ethic standpoint, I have zero doubts. This is as competitive a human being as you're ever going to see, someone who works as hard as anyone you're ever going to see, but we don't know how his body is going to respond at this age after throwing all of these innings. And it is a tricky injury to return from. This is from Fangraphs about said injury. The three glenohumeral ligaments, superior, middle, and inferior, connect the scapula to the humerus. Effectively, they stabilize the ball of the upper arm bone within the socket of the shoulder blade. The capsule surrounds the joint and is reinforced by the rotator cuff muscles. As best we can tell from the minimal details offered, the surgery doesn't seem to be directly related to his rotator cuff or labrum. Such surgeries might put him out of action for an entire season. Capsule surgery is no small manner, however, so it's hardly out of the question that he could be sidelined for a full season as well if there are setbacks in his rehab. The good news is that doesn't seem to be the baseline assumption. So there you go. It's an injury where he could come back next season he could be back like he says july or august ish or he could miss the entire season so i think with curse this is pretty much my end-all be-all take as of right now is that they will not let him back on that mound unless they feel that he can be effective unless he feels like he can be effective they're not going to rush him back they have the depth to be able to say okay he's only coming back if he can be the guy that he was before the injury. And I think something to feel good about is the fact that he's not a velocity-reliant pitcher. He is not a Noah Syndergaard, a guy who needs to throw 98-99 to be effective. For Kirsch, he just needs to have the command. If you want to be the man, you have to have the command. And he's had that throughout his career. That's why if you looked under the hood last season, after the injury, the ERA was decent, but under the hood, the expected numbers weren't good. The FIP wasn't good. The walk rate was north of 11%. That's not who Clayton Kershaw is. He needs to paint corners, needs to hit his spot with his fastball to set up that devastating slider that falls off the table to use that curveball to keep hitters off balance. And they are not going to let him back unless they think he can be effective. So that's something to feel good about. But just the fact that he's back in Dodger Blue in that clubhouse, I really would love to see the interaction he had with Shohei Otani. I'll never forget a couple years ago in the All-Star game when Shohei Otani was at the plate, told Ken Rosen, thought he was going to swing at the first pitch. He does. 
broken bat single to center field, and then Clayton Kershaw ends up picking him off, and they share a smile. So I hope they're sharing that same smile, knowing that those two are now teammates, and they're going to be playing in that same stadium. So a special moment back then, and just great to have those two baseball legends on the same team. Like I said, this journey would not feel right without Clayton Edward Kershaw. And now, of course, he was asked about Shohei Otani, and he told reporters, it was unbelievable. Obviously, Shohei, you see what's going on right here. I think it'll be like this pretty much the whole season, if not more. And I just talked to him a little bit. I don't know him super well, but he seems like he's got a great head on his shoulders and he can handle it. Honestly, it should be good for our other guys. I think Mookie, Freddie, they're superstars in their own right. But I mean, the intention is going to be on Shohei 24-7. So I think he can handle it from what I've seen. And I think it should be good for our team. I think it should be great. And Yamamoto, I've just seen videos. I said hi to him as well. Maybe I need to learn the javelin to come back. <laughs> I don't know, but he's pretty impressive. The videos that I've seen, and I'm excited to watch him throw as well. So there you go. You have Clayton Kershaw. Give him his stamp of approval for Shohei Otani and Yoshinobu Yamamoto. And I love the javelin thing with Yamamoto, too. That's what fascinates me. Someone who does not lift weights, but he goes out there and he gets it done. So just the mere presence of Clayton Kershaw impacts his teammates. Just having his voice in that clubhouse, just the gravitas of him inside that Dodgers clubhouse carries weight. So, look, even if he's not pitching early on, I look for him to have an impact on this team. I know he's not going to be around the team 24-7 or anything like that, but just the fact that, hey, these are young guys there, giving him confidence, just the work ethic. Just, hey, if you're a pitcher and you see Clayton Kershaw, you're going to want to perform at your very best, at a high level. And I know that he's open to sharing any information, sharing any pointers to these young Dodgers pitchers. And I think that it's great to have him back in Dodger blue. And I think he can provide some value even without being on the mound, like I just said. So, look, exciting times to be a Dodger fan, okay? Very exciting times. I mean, you have the biggest star in Major League Baseball on your team. Just buckle up. This is going to be electric. I mean, you saw the Dodgers. You saw the Lakers. Lakers did nothing. Lakers did nothing at the trade deadline. Okay, Lakers are probably not going to sniff the NBA Finals this year. The Dodgers are taking center stage in Major League Baseball, but also in the city of Los Angeles because they're a team that, look, soak this in. They're a team where you want to experience this journey usually for the last couple of years but okay let's get through the regular season and see what happens in the postseason nope not this year you want to see how this team gels you want to see the chemistry you want to see Shohei Otani and Freddie and Mookie and all these superstars perform at a high level and then maybe at the very end you can look back and say wait this is not just a great team this is a team that deserves a seat at the table with the greatest baseball teams in the history of the sport that's the potential that this team does have so look Let's enjoy every single bit of it. Let's not focus on the postseason right now, the World Series. Let's enjoy the process of getting there. Kobe Bryant getting his statue today. The late, great Kobe Bryant. Look, what does he always say? The dream is the journey. Let's have that same mentality with the Dodgers this season. But that's going to do it for this episode of Dodgers Dugout. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And if you have not yet, do your boy a quick favor. Subscribe to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel, but also leave a comment, comment done, and smash that like button. really helps out the channel. Like I said, we're going to do tons of giveaways this entire season. I'm going to give you 
just access all year long, behind-the-scenes stuff, vlogs at Camelback Ranch at the stadium. So you're going to be locked in here at Dodgers Nation all season long. So be sure to do just that. Remember, nothing brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. 